This is a boundaries question and we love, you know, one of our all-time most listened to podcasts was on how to set healthy boundaries at work. And I think this is so live for everyone. So this is from Sophie. Sophie says, how do you find the balance between setting boundaries with a new workplace about working additional hours without coming off as a bit of a slacker? Mm, that is a tough, oh, there's so many layers to this question. I think I always, oft, I often like to remind myself that we train people how to treat us. And so particularly when you're new inside an organisation, it's obviously really tempting to want to prove yourself. You want to get in, you want to kick ass, you want to show everybody that you're, you know, the value that you add and, and that I get that completely. But what can sometimes come with that is that then we we set unrealistic expectations for others of us by the way that we show up and kind of then don't have boundaries you know, it's the, little, and it's the little things sometimes, like I used to be terrible for this. Like I'd get an email at 10 o'clock at night from my CEO. It wasn't even that important. And yet I'd still respond because I wanted to prove like I added value and I was the hardest worker, et cetera. And before you know it, what ends up happening is you've normalised the lack of boundaries in your life and between your life and work for yourself and for everybody else too. And so then it just becomes okay for, for them to expect that of you. So I kind of then circle back to that whole, we train people how to treat us. And one of the best opportunities that you also have when you join an organization or you move into a new team or a new role or whatever it might be, is to reset those boundaries, to benefit yourself and to kind of teach others as well. And sometimes, the best thing that you can do if you're sitting there thinking, you know, but how do I do that? One of the best things you can do when you get emails from people asking you to do something is actually just ask the question, like, when do you need this by? Like, what is the urgency around this? Because often we just get emails from people and they've just forwarded them on saying, oh, can you help with this? And we're like, oh my God, I've got to get this done right now. And so then you do and they're like, oh, wow, that was quick. I didn't need it till next week. And then you're like, ah, like I sat back after work and I did this or I worked last night to get it done when it was never, never needed anyway. But our lack of boundaries or feeling like we, we're maybe not asking the right questions kind of leads us to think we have to. So I think there's opportunity in managing boundaries a little bit better between your work and your life, et cetera, to, to get really intentional about the questions that you ask people around the projects that they give you, the deliverables, et cetera, because you're doing two things. You're helping yourself and you're also kind of, again, you're training them on how to treat you. And eventually what will happen, whenever you're asked to help with something or get involved in a project, they'll get to the point where they just start giving you all of that information up front, which then naturally allows you to manage yourself and your boundaries a little bit better. That's what do you think, Shell? I think that's such good advice around just asking the question and you can do that. Yeah, no worries. would love to help you on this. When do you need it by? And if they come back and they say, I need it by tonight and you've got a thing on tonight and you're meant to finish at five o'clock, then we go back and we say, I've actually got something on tonight. I'm not going to be able to do that, but I can get it to you by this point. Or you say, 
hey, in order for me to meet your timeline, I'm going to have to stop working on this. Is that a priority? And you're putting that back to them to go, okay, cool. Yeah, no worries. Actually, I want you to drop what you're doing to get this done by end of day. But just the clarifying questions can really shift the dynamic. You can still do it in a really respectful way because I know when we're new, we want to show up in a way that demonstrates that we're really helpful, that we've got really big initiative and drive. And so all those things matter. But I think the big challenge for us is knowing how to talk about boundaries because, you know, like it's really difficult in any scenario, whether you're new or you've been there for ages, it's really difficult to have conversations around what are the expectations with working outside hours? Like when you email me at nine at night, is the expectation that I respond or is it that that's just how you work? But like there's just it's so many unspoken things that we need to bring up to the surface. So all that unspoken stuff, mm-hmm. we need to bring that up to the surface and go, cool, how do we clarify what are the expectations here? And you have a big role to play in that. And uh, there's some phrases we used on a previous episode. And in our book, Sort Your Career Out, we talk a lot about this boundaries conversation. I think having the phrases, like those go-to things of, I'd love to know when you need this by. I'm actually working on, I'm working to this deadline for this project right now. Is this particular issue more important than that? Or if it's a peer, this can be hard when it's a peer relationship because when it's your boss, you kind of can clarify those things really easily. But if it's someone else coming to you and you're a people pleaser, and I think the people pleasers are listening will be like, this is me, I'm I'm, I'm this person. <laughs> Wait, you're always trying to please everyone, but in the end, you're exhausted, you're working all these crazy hours. So how do we have those phrases up our sleeve that help us to kind of navigate those tough conversations. So go back and listen to that previous episode. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. But are there any other go-to phrases that you have, Claire, that can help people in the boundaries combo? I often like the yes, no reason, yes kind of framework when it comes to boundaries. So like particularly with a peer, let's just say, I don't know, let's just say you've got somebody who's like sent you a report that they need your help with and perhaps they've sent you this report a number of times and you've already spent some time with them on this report helping them but they've sent it to you again and saying, you know, can you cast your eyes over this and you don't have the time. I I like the yes, no reason, yes framework, particularly for people pleasers and kind of what that looks like. Yes being you say what you can do, right? So say you actually can't help them right then and there. You don't have the time. You've got another commitment. You've got somewhere to go. Say what you can do first because I find that people pleasers in particular It's saying the word no that we struggle with because we feel like we're letting people down or we're disappointing people and we don't want to do that. 
And so where when we say first what we can do, right? So you might say something like, I can help you with this tomorrow at two. I can't review it now because I've got some other deadlines to meet. Let me know though if two o'clock works for you and I'll swing by your desk. So what we're doing there is the yes, what I can do, the no, what I can't do, which is drop everything right now to help, why I can't do it, but then I'm reminding you again of how I am actually able to support you. I do find that a helpful thing to consider when it comes to kind of challenging and dipping your toe in the water of boundaries, particularly if it's something that that you're not comfortable with. Because what often happens as well, again, particularly, I don't want to keep hanging on the people pleasers, but I am one, which is why I know this feeling, is we are often, I kind of call it like we're externally compliant, but we internally rage, meaning so, someone will be like, can you help me with this? And would like drop everything to do it. Yep, yeah, no worries, not a problem. But then on the inside, we're like, I hate you so much. I don't have time for this. <laughs> because we don't, no problem though. <laughs> but on the inside, we are so frustrated and annoyed. And we ultimately end up frustrated and annoyed at ourselves because we weren't able to hold the boundary. So I, I think that that yes, no reason, yes framework is quite a helpful one. Oh, I, I love that. The externally compliant, internally raging. That's so, I can, I can, oh, I like just think everyone's nodding along going, this is me. Um, the other thing I think, it's kind of that Brene Brown quote, like you choose discomfort over resentment. But when you go into people-pleasing mode, there's that internal resentment of this person is really annoying me but I'm not going to go to the discomfort of saying, no, I actually don't have time to do that. And you know what? I think I love that framework. I love the tools of yes, no, and then like the reason and then getting back to the yes. Like I think that's really helpful for us to have those phrases and the tools for how do we have the tricky conversation still be helpful. But, and I mean, there's other times where you're just going to have to say no <laughs> too. Like there's other times that, um, but I think the easing into it, like building, again, we talked about building the courage muscle. It's building the the muscle. So maybe you're not at the point where you just go, you know what? No, I can't do that right now at full stop. But you can use this tool to work up to the points because there'll be some times where you just need to go, it's just not possible. <laughs> I'm laughing, but it's not easy. <laughs> Absolutely. And so maybe what you can do in that situation, if you still kind of want to be helpful, is then just point them in the right direction of who else might be able to help them or a resource they could use as well. So that's kind of like, no Google reason. it. Here's help. <laughs> they just chat GPT and, you know, you'll yeah, sort it out. Yeah. <laughs> Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24.